This episode is brought to you with support from StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps a loved one share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Each week, StoryWorth emails your father figure a different question. Things like, which people have been kindest to you in your life? And what's one thing you wish you'd known before becoming a parent? I've used StoryWorth with my mom and learned some really fun and interesting things. So this time, my son Finn has been sending questions to my partner, his dad. And what's fun is that as Finn starts his first summer job, some of the questions have to do with his dad's first job. New things to bond about. Also, many of the questions shed light on things a 16-year-old wouldn't necessarily think to ask his father, like what his mom was like when he was growing up. It's sweet for Finn to get to picture his dad and grandmother in the car decades ago bopping around to music on the radio. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every story, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. You can order multiple copies for different family members. Finn will be able to look at this book when he's older and even maybe share it with future generations. Give all the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com nocturne. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash nocturne to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash nocturne. Wherever you fall on the political spectrum, I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. In some places, it came down to just a few election administrators who stood up and refused to fudge the numbers. Now extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We've partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization Represent Us to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us pod to learn more. That's represent.us pod. Vanessa Lowe. The light is warm and muted. Cast by a single small lamp on a low table, several feet away. You're sitting on the couch, cross-legged, drinking a cup of tea. The day was busy, with signals darting from multiple sources. But now it's gone quiet and dim. And the edges of the room are lit by rays of moonlight filtering through the leaves on the trees outside the window. As you sit here, you feel your thoughts slow and your breathing settle. The tension of the day filtering out of your body like falling sand, like bath water swirling down a drain. 
you become aware of yourself, your own thoughts, the warmth in your cells. It's safe and toasty and quiet, and it's lovely sitting here in the fading light, alone. You savor it for several moments, letting the weight of the soft darkness ground you. saying, do you see? There's something happening out here. The moonlight is lovely and easy inside this room, but out here it is alive with purpose. It has things to show you. You feel your pulse quicken, not with fear, but with excitement. You take a last sip of tea and place the mug on the table. You stand and put on the jacket hanging by the door and pick up your keys. You open the front door and take in the shadows dancing in front of the house. The wind is blowing the leaves every which way. You scan the street beyond the sidewalk, the parked cars partially illuminated by the high street light, the dark pavement reflecting a blurry radiance. Shadows sway in elongated forms, drawing you back to the moment. You turn to the right and begin walking up the deserted sidewalk, past mostly unlit houses, an occasional small glow cast from within, remnants of wakefulness. You are alone, and you're excited, and a little afraid, but not afraid of a person. You're afraid of the unknown. Because this night feels strange and different. The darkness and the glittering bits of light are not as they usually appear, how they usually feel. The stars are more visible. And when you look up, they come forward and recede quickly one by one like tiny bits of glowing glass. And you hear them, but with your body, not with your ears. Their motion gently pulls you forward and you walk up and up the hill into deeper darkness. And the deeper the dark, the heavier the sense of warmth in your stomach. Warm with sureness, warm with excitement. You walk and walk and you've been walking for minutes, for hours, maybe for days, but you don't feel tired. The soles of your feet lift you with each step as though buoyant, like springy air-filled rubber, but grounded like the deep spongy roots of a tree. You're walking in the darkness, not under it, but in it. It's like a fog or a mist. 
but it's clear and sure and you breathe it into your body and hear it in your cells. It bathes your nervous system. And you continue to walk. A fox darts by, and then a family of raccoons ambling along and fanning out to explore as they traverse the dark in the streets. A small one wanders farther afield and is beckoned back. They see you and take note, but don't alter their movements. And you continue on your path as well. From time to time, emotion or shadow or cracking twig or even small breath signals the presence of more creatures, some large, some small, but none threatening. You become used to this ebb and flow of lilting life around you, neither surprised nor alarmed by the occurrence, and in fact, comforted by company in the darkness. And then there's a sort of gate, partially covered with vines. You pause and look up at the swaying silvery green leaves edged in gleaming moonlight. Tiny shadows animate the space. The gate is made of the slender trunks of trees or the oldest metal imaginable. It folds in on itself in swirling curves inviting you onward. The gate is open wide, and you feel that if you pass through it, you'll be further from home than you've ever known, further from everyone and everything that makes you feel safe. A thrill passes through your body. You are scared, of course you are, but this is good. You begin to walk. You pass through the gate. A vine brushes the side of your face. You feel a chill down the center of your body, a tingle of adrenaline, but also your steady breath, the solid beating of your heart. You arrive in a field. The field is large with forest to the left and right in the mid distance. The land is a glow, and something is moving. Many things are moving. You can't quite make out what they are. They could be small animals. They could be balls of gentle light. They're joyful. You continue to move forward through the undulating darkness, absorbing the feeling of it all around. The movement in the periphery scattering as you approach. 
the wind is warm, then cool, then warm again. A star shoots quick and high overhead above the dark outline of the trees. You stop and close your eyes, feeling the stillness in the midst of all the movement. You continue. You've crossed the open space, and there's a dense wood before you. You have a memory of fear. Anything could be in there, you hear in your mind, as though from far away. You remember danger, warnings. But you can't feel the danger in your body. You realize that it's only an echo from another time. You step into the deeper darkness, and lose all sight of the space around you. There are creatures, you can sense them, but there is no peril. Instead, the darkness seems to move closer. It circles around you. It rests itself on your body like a velvety, heavy cloth. It melds into the surface of your skin, filtering through the pores, and sinks down within. You stand still and breathe deeply and easily. Your eyes are wide open, taking in the dusky dark, like softness, like heaviness, clear and smooth, diffuse inky blackness that permeates and cleanses your mind, your senses, your heart. You stand still and feel the darkness around you and inside you. You hear a rustle to your side, slightly behind you and to the right. Curiosity bubbles up into your chest and spreads through your belly like laughter. You turn without thought and walk directly toward the sound, undeterred by the touch of thin branches and leaves as you move forward, unconcerned by the limit of your knowing. And now the scent of young ferns permeates the air. And now moonlight arrives through a canopy of arching trees above and casts tiny oscillating spotlights on a stream nestled by low, loamy banks. There's just enough gentle glow to navigate to the edge and cup your hands in starlight and drink the night deep into your being. You lie on your back on a moss-covered rock, hands behind your head, gazing upward at the infinite shimmering points of light in the black in absolute comfort and also awe.
After a while, you stand and you begin to walk again. You sense there is so much more. You continue onward, away from where you began, drawn forward into a living tunnel of arched boughs, the wind gently scattering branches, creating small, shifting windows, revealing soft flashes of moonlight, starlight. As you go on inward, into the darkness, you sense that you are more and more alone. There's no one for miles in any direction, and there's only a very occasional glint of sliver of light. And then you are engulfed in the deepest, clearest, most true darkness you've ever encountered. You feel your feet on the soft, solid earth, and smell the living soil and plants. And then it's as though the ground has opened around you in an enormous earthen hollow and you sink, but don't fall into the star-filled everything that has no edge and no end. The quiet is both huge and infinitesimal. And then you're pushed lightly onward, no motion from within, just a reassuring rocking movement as you rest in the vast expanse. And without awareness, you've begun a gentle walking, slow at first, and then with subtle purpose. And after a while, you sense that you've arrived again at the gate. And then back at the field, with the other creatures. And then the presence of creatures moves away and you feel your feet carrying you forward. And the wind once again rustles branches and a cloud has shifted and your house appears with a small warm light glowing from within. You walk to the door, and you go inside. Close the door behind you, and take off your jacket, and switch off the lamp. You've been listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. 
Nocturne is produced by me and was created by myself and Kent Sparling, who also composed the theme music. Support for this episode comes from StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you share stories and memories. Give the dad in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. StoryWorth. And save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash nocturne. Storyworth.com slash nocturne. If you're still awake and listening, you might be wondering what kind of nocturne episode you just heard. Well, it's multifaceted. I'd always imagined throwing in some fiction from time to time. But there's been such a wealth of great interview subjects that until now, I haven't been moved to create a fictional piece that takes you on a nighttime journey. But after the recent episode with Hannah Drake, entitled What Would You Do?, I couldn't stop thinking about what it would feel like to take a long walk through a dark, dark night without fear. So I decided to take myself on a walk like that with you. And this episode is the first of such walks. All the music is by Kent Sparling from his beautiful record entitled Leaf Spring. Finally, I'm imagining that some of you might decide to listen to this episode for sleep or relaxation. So in about three or four weeks, I'll be making a version without any extra talking before or after, and it will be available to all Patreon subscribers. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash nocturnepodcast. That's patreon.com slash nocturnepodcast. Till next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>